Hey everybody, we are back with episode nine. Yes, we are. Um, we're going to be talking about the importance of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have asked us the question, and I've heard this a lot, um, of why should I even go to church? Mm-hmm. Do I really have to go to church if I want to be a Christian? Um, and this is actually going to be a two-part series. So yeah. the first part is going to come out today. The second part is going to come out this Friday because with the unique situation we're all in uh, with the pandemic, um, we can't go to church (laughs) so we're gonna be kind of talking about on friday um how we really implement these uh principles Mm -hmm. um and how do we do church in a pandemic (laughs) so uh stay tuned for friday's episode um for the second part of this one Um, but i think the first thing uh, we have to ask is where did the church first show up in the bible Mm -hmm. um when you're studying the bible always if you find a concept for the very first time in the bible Note that down, because oftentimes, every time we find a first appearance of a concept, it it sets the stage for the rest of the appearances of that concept in the rest of the Bible. And the first time we really hear about this concept of church is in early Israel, when God commands Moses to build him a tabernacle. Um, As far as we know, a tabernacle is just kind of a little hut tent thing (laughs) yeah um the israelites at that time were just kind of moving around living in various places so they would build these little huts or tents um to live in and the tabernacle was one of these little huts um that god specifically gave moses instructions um, on how to build what to use the dimensions of it what to put in it all these different things and the reason why it was so specific is because god's presence was to dwell in that little hut Mm -hmm. or that little place (laughs) building tent whatever you want to call it if you want to go look up Google uh, the tabernacle or early Israel, <laughs> whatever, uh, go look at that because we are not historians. We cannot tell you <laughs> what it looks like. Um, but the purpose of it was that God's presence was to dwell mm-hmm. in the tabernacle. And it was a place where uh, Moses and the appointed people of God, like the priests later on in Israel, um, would be the people who would go into the tabernacle and go into this one little place called the Holiest of Holies, um, which was also in the temple later on. Um, that you could really experience God's presence. His presence would live there. His spirit would live there and all this stuff. Um, So if you go on in Israel's history, um, Israel then built like a temple. It was called Mm -hmm. the temple in um, their cities that they developed into cities and stuff. Um, So they would build this temple that was basically the same thing as a tabernacle, just as on a bigger scale. And um, they would again have like the holiest of holies where you would go in and meet with the presence of God. Mm -hmm. The priest would go in meet with the presence of God. So the whole idea of the early church, um, to them it was the tabernacle or mm-hmm. the temple. Um, but the main concept is it's a place where you go and meet with the presence of God and mm-hmm. you can't get that anywhere else. Yeah, and the difference today is that instead of us traveling to one building to experience the presence of God, God has made his people the temple. Right. We are the temple of God. And so when we meet with other believers and we fellowship with them, we are experiencing the presence of God through them. Um, 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19 to 20 actually tells us that. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not of your own? For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And so that shows us that God is through Christ's purchase for us, that presence where we can now know God 
through the Holy Spirit and we don't have to go to a specific place or specific area or specific building in order to experience the presence of God. But he's given us his Holy Spirit through which we can experience him through his people when we come together. And that happens through the church, right? Right. And, and you know, back then people would meet with one another at the temple because they would have to go there to right. experience God's presence. That's where they would go and worship because God's holy presence was supposed to be there. Um, and so the question we get often is, okay, so now that we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, and like the verse says in, in uh, 1 Corinthians, do we not have to go to church now? Because right. now we don't have to go to a building mm. to go experience the presence of God because it's mm. in us, so we can just sit at home and experience the presence of God. <laughs> and that's a valid question. Mm. Um, but the other key point is, and why church is important, why you should go to church, um, is because all throughout the Bible, we see the Christian life was never meant to be lived in mm -hmm. isolation. Um, and I know people will be like, well, I don't need people. I have God. And right. that means I'm not alone. <laughs> well, yeah, great. But you're supposed to be with other people. Mm -hmm. And I like, even though God made the whole nation of Israel through Adam, or not Adam, <laughs> I mean, yes, through Adam, but through Abraham, <laughs> Um, you know, it didn't just end with Abraham. Mm -hmm. Abraham wasn't just the chosen one, and right. now he would go on to be alone for the rest of his life, right? It was a whole nation of Israel. God's people is is a people group, not just mm -hmm. one person. Um, and so uh, I like to use this analogy is um, like in the Bible, it talks about how Satan and sin is a crouching lion. Mm. Um, and if it's really interesting. If you take biology, you'll you'll study this in your matric year of um what's it called uh predator predator actions or predator tendencies or whatever that how how like they hunt like dogs hunt as packs right um lions live in prides but they hunt specific ways um and we we read about in biology how zebra um it's not zebra it's zebra <laughs> oh, i just please. had to put that in there um how zebra um evade getting attacked by lions mm -hmm. and how they do that is they get together with other zebra. Mm -hmm. And obviously if you've ever seen a zebra, it has black and white stripes. Right? <laughs> right. And so what happens is, is if you have a bunch of zebra together and they're all moving around in a pack, the stripes all blend together and the lion's eyesight isn't good enough to be yeah. able to pick one out. And if you've ever watched like the discovery channel or national geographic or anything like that, and you've seen a lion kill a zebra, it's always because one of them has wandered away mm. from the pack. And so then they're able to differentiate that one and, and right. attack it and kill it, obviously. Because a zebra is not going to stand a chance against a lion, right? right? If you put the two in an arena, we know who's going to win. <laughs> and that's not to say we don't stand a chance against sin, but God has ordained it so that we, as a group, are much stronger together than we are yeah. by ourselves. And we're not meant to be isolated from the rest of the so-called pack, mm. which is the church. And so because the Bible gives this analogy of a lion, sin is a lion crouching at your door. It's waiting for you to get away from the church, from mm -hmm. God's people, so that it can pounce on you. It's much easier to become a victim to sin when you're by yourselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many arguments do you win against yourself? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> right? there's no one there to yeah. tell us, no, you're not doing this right. Mm -hmm. You're not doing this. And I mean, the Holy Spirit's there, but how many times do we listen to him? And so the whole Christian idea of, of being in a church, being in a pack, is because we can encourage each other. We can live life together, um, and we become stronger as a unit, not as individuals. Yeah, and 
that pack in the Bible is actually referred to as the body of Christ. Mm. So the church is the body of Christ and God has chosen to partner with his people to accomplish his work. Um, Ephesians 4 actually tells us that each and every one of us is a member of this body. And we know that our body cannot work without the different members, right? The best way for us to accomplish anything is for the body to work together. Mm, right. And so the left hand cannot tell the right hand that I don't need you, <laughs> yeah. right? Because that's not how that works. And so it's the same with the with the body of Christ. He has chosen to to make us one by working through together through things. And so um, the body is intended to work together, just as Zach said. So another big question that we get in regards to churches is what should I look for in a church? Um, which church should I go to? Because there's obviously a lot of different choices. Um, should you just pick one in Inky Pinky Bonky? Or <laughs> that's, the Don't South do African, that. that's the South African thing I've Don't learned. Do that. <laughs> we call it Eeny Meeny Miny Mo. Catch Tiger Wise, that whole thing. Um, we got South you. African version. <laughs> Inky Pinky Bonky. Um, anyways, uh, how should you choose a church uh, and what should the church that you go to have specifically? Mm. Um, and we will probably do a whole episode on this at some point because it's not an easy answer. Right. Um, but the most simple thing you can do is go to what did the first church look like? Um, and was that rewarded and blessed by God? As in, like, did God look at that favorably? So then we can look at that example and say, okay, we should probably emulate that and, and copy that. And so we look um, in Acts 2, verse 42. Um, it's talking about the early church. Um, go read Acts 2. It's really cool. Um, verse 42, it says, They were continually devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Um, and if you look through all of that, it says uh, at the end of verse 47, it says, And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. Um, and so we see the early church um, had... They were devoted to multiple things. One was the apostles' teaching, so that's the word of God. Um, one was to fellowship, and one was to the breaking of bread, and one was to prayer. Um, I believe the breaking of bread refers to the Lord's Supper, which would probably right. be an episode that we talk about. Um, what's the significance of it, all that. Um, but what you want to look for in a church is a church that has those things. Um, really, one of the most important ones, and to me is the most important, is do they look at the Bible as um, the authority? Right. Um, right. Is the authority what the preacher says or is the authority what the Bible mm. says? Um, because what should be able to happen is if you're looking in your Bible and you're listening to a sermon and the preacher says something that you're like, I don't see how that fits right. with what the Bible says, you should be able to go to your preacher and say, listen, um, like in love, you're not going to go and condemn <laughs> them with the Bible and smack them across the head with the Bible. Um, but you want you want to be able to go to them and be able to say like I read this, why is it that you say this because that's contradicting the Bible? Mm. And a lot of churches these days, the preacher will go, well, what I say goes, or let's not, we don't need to look at that. You're just reading it wrong or whatever. But the thing about it is, preachers in in, I can speak from experience because I've I've taught before. We are to be under the authority of, of scripture. Obviously God is the ultimate authority. Um, and we're no higher than the rest of people, right? Preachers who preach sermons on a Sunday morning are no higher in the hierarchy of mm -hmm. 
of importance or authority right. than the people that they're preaching to. They're just bringing, they should just be bringing what's in the text and um, using God's gifts to then communicate that to the congregation, yeah. which means that if they are saying things that are contrary to this, then they're not preaching properly. Mm. They're preaching their own stuff. So the first thing is you need to make sure that the church you're going to or the church you are looking at holds the Bible as ultimate mm-hmm. authority and holds it as truth and as thing the thing that they will appeal to when they talk about yeah. different subjects. Um, that's the most important thing for me, and I believe biblically that's the most important thing because if we're going to base our lives off of this, you need to be going to a church that bases their theology and what they say off of this. Mm-hmm. Because if they're not, then they're preaching their own stuff, and it's just an opinion. And you don't want to live your life by the opinion of somebody else. You want to live your life by the Word of God. Right. Um, so that's the most important thing. Uh, again, we'll talk about more about this in a, in a different episode. Um, but the other thing I want to say about choosing the church is don't get too picky. Um, you want to hold the most important things as most important. Right. For example, if you don't like the style of worship that a church has, but they preach the Word of God— mm-hmm. You, you should choose that church over right. going to somewhere else that has nice worship to your standard but, but doesn't preach the word of God. Exactly. Right? You need to prioritize the things like in Acts 42. It doesn't say, or in Acts 2, verse 42, it doesn't say, and they had nice worship. <laughs> right? It says they were devoted to right. these specific things. Therefore, we should also be devoted mm-hmm. to those specific things in choosing a church. And the reason why it's so important to get in a good church is because the church is not only God's people, but it's it's God's army. Mm. Um, we see a lot in, in scripture an analogy of the Christian being a soldier. We're going to war, um, spiritual warfare, all of that stuff. We fight that together, and you want to be around the right people right. who are saying and believing the right things to fight the right battle, if that makes sense. And, and in Matthew 16, um, when Jesus is talking to Peter and telling Peter that he's going to build his church on Peter, um, that Peter will be the rock of the church. He says the line in the gates of hell will not prevail. And I think we often think about that as um, that the gates of hell are attacking the church, mm-hmm. but prevail is a defensive word. Right. Like that means it's not going to withstand whatever's coming at it, which mm-hmm. means the church is the one attacking, attacking the gates of hell. Right. We are an army to attack. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's so important to be with your army and with the people of God because it's a battle that we fight together Mm. and it's a battle that we can't fight alone because we can't sit in the dark corners of our room struggling with the battle and try to fight it on our own. It just doesn't work. We need to be part of that army. We need to have our fellow soldiers in line with us, encouraging us and encouraging Mm. one another to go fight the battle and, and to win with Jesus on our side. Um, and so that's why it's so important, Mm. um, to not only go to church, but to be in the right church, to be around the right people who have the right state of mind, the right mindset that we are fighting and that this is not a come to church on Sunday and go home and live your lives the way you want. It's a constant, we are in this together and we are fighting this together and there's no man left behind. Yeah, so in conclusion, when when we ask that question, why should we go to church? I think the main reason is because it's it's God's chosen means through which he's decided that he's going to bring together his people to accomplish his work in this world because God has chosen us to accomplish a mission. 
and he's chosen us to do that together and we do that through the church because like Zach said there's no way that we can fight apart from the army we need to come together and we need to do it together right and that's why the church is important but how do we go to church right now come lesson on friday (laughs) (laughs) yeah we we recognize that uh, while this is obviously applicable in your life uh, in the long run, and you've probably had this question of why should you go to church, mm. you can't go to church right, right now, now, like we said. Um, some of you may be able to, depending on where you're watching this from. Mm. Um, but come watch our episode on Friday. Um, that should be episode 10, where we will talk about how do we do church in the middle of a pandemic? Right. Um, how do we accomplish the things that God meant for us to do in the church mm. um, when we can't physically get together. (laughs) So um, we'll see you on Friday and uh, we hope you learned something today.